Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. I'm so excited to be here today with two of our team members, Sarah Humes and Jen Fry, and we're going to talk about how to handle a difficult class and some things you can do to reach them and to kind of keep your own sanity as well. And I'm joined by Sarah and Jen because they both have the wonderful blessing this year of having a really tough class. So welcome, Sarah and Jen. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Thanks, Linda. <laughs> um, let's do this real quick, very quick. Um, Sarah, if you want to introduce yourself first, I know you were on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but just like a really quick thumbnail sketch and then Jen, and then we'll kind of dive into this topic. Absolutely. So I'm Sarah Humes. I live in Pennsylvania and I'm a Spanish and personal finance teacher. And I teach mostly high schoolers, but I do have some elementary classes as well. Awesome. And Sarah is such a blessing to have um, as part of Teach for the Heart. Uh, Jen, can you just introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, sure. I um, teach math and uh, some personal finance stuff too um, to high schoolers in central Kansas. And I'm at a public school. Um, and so I've been there just a couple of years and really enjoying it. And both of you, as I said, have the... <laughs> blessing of having challenging classes this year. And I'm sure we're going to kind of dive into that more as we go on. So that's why I was really excited to have both of you. I've had hard classes too, <laughs> but it's been a few a uh, few more years for me. And it's both, it's very fresh on both of your minds. And when I was talking about this topic, Sarah emailed me, she said, I have so many things I want to share. And so I said, you guys have to come on and talk about this. So I'm so excited. Um, Sarah, I'm kind of going to let you go ahead and share some of the things that you shared with me that you found really helpful. And Jen, you're going to share some ideas as well. So Sarah, why don't you go ahead and share with us um, what's on your heart and some of these things that have been helping with your particularly tough class? Absolutely. And um, I just think it's important just to kind of say at the very beginning that um, this is coming from someone who is not necessarily one of those authoritative personalities. (laughs) You know, I know that um, the Bible talks about how important It is to have discipline um, because that's, you know, we discipline the ones we love. And so this has not come necessarily natural to me. And so when I was struggling earlier this year, and I found out that Jen was struggling too, um, the first thing that I, I was just so blessed because Jen offered to pray with me and we prayed for our classes together. And Jen, I don't know about you, but that particular morning, when we were praying for our classes, I just felt so, it just felt like so encouraging to know that even though we are states apart, that we were in it together and that someone else understood that struggle. Oh, absolutely. And I think just the fact that we were praying that it, you know, there's that verse about the cord cord of three strands, right? That's not easily broken. It really felt like God was there with us as we were Mm -hmm. praying and then knowing that, you know, it's not sometimes, you know, it can feel a little like we know that God's with us, but when you have another person that's in that fight with you, who is just invested as invested in their struggle, um, it's just, I don't know, you feel less alone with that. And so that was really, and then after the prayer and going into my classroom that morning, it was just, I felt like I had my armor on, you know, I don't know if you felt that way. (laughs) 
Absolutely. And, and I think that that's the first main tip that I think is so important is when we are praying for our classes, because it is so easy to want to complain about them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so if we can switch that from complaining to praying, um, and that also just helps us love our classes better. And, um, you know, when we are loving them, truly loving them, they feel that. And and I think that's just so important. Um, But the second thing that, that I always tell myself is that I have to remind myself of the value of delayed gratification. I talk to my students about this, especially in personal finance, when we're learning about like compound interest and things like that. But this is a lesson I need to learn myself that the the effort I'm pouring into these students might not be immediate, even if I so desperately want it to be. <laughs> yeah. And and honestly, we may never see the impact that we've had in these students' lives too, you know, that delayed gratification, but it might be so delayed that we don't even see it. Yeah. And that can be very frustrating in the moment, but if we can just hold on to the hope that we have in Christ, you know, and um, actually right now I'm just doing this Bible study on Psalm 119 and, and it just reminds me of how important the daily word is in our lives. And I think that that is just such a, an important anchor that if we are not anchored in prayer, anchored in the word that that delayed gratification is going to be so much harder. So um, I actually didn't put this on the list, but it's just, really reminding me that being in the word is so important too, especially if we're going to have delayed gratification because it's hard to do without Christ and without his word in the center of our lives. So. <clears throat> yeah, that's um, so true. Jen, did you, did you have any experience with that? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I know I, you know, with our own personal journeys, you know, trying to find when is the best time to get into the word um, has been something that I've kind of struggled with on and off, but I just ended up recently, I'm just getting up as early as I possibly can, which for me is like five o'clock in the morning and just making sure that I get in the word in the morning, because if I don't, then I'm not, I don't feel like I'm as connected with Christ and my mindset isn't as centered and kind of like you were saying, Sarah, you know, it's all about having that mindset of Christ that, you know, he came and he had that supreme delayed gratification where he knew that he was get what he was giving up for a future glory. And that, you know, I need to tap into that in the morning. So, um, so for me, the partly it's, it's been just getting up early and making sure that I do it beforehand. And I know that teachers can have an equally beneficial quiet time afterwards, but that's been a big thing for me. That's awesome. Um, Kudos to you. Like some days I can do that. Some days I'm really awesome at getting up early. And then there's other days that I don't do that quite as well. So um, I'm really, I I love those mornings. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the third thing here that I have down is, um, Jen, I don't know, because you work mostly with our, um, our math light side of Teach for the Heart. And Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the two by 10 rule. Are you familiar with that? I'm not, no. Oh, so this will be fun. This is exciting. I love the two by 10 rule. So I um, 
you know, usually there's a few kids that just stand out with setting that challenging tone in the class, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have this two by 10 rule that um, I don't really know. Linda, do you know where the two by 10 rule started? No, I do not. I mean, it's just, it's, it's well known across the internet. I'm not sure who I can credit with inventing it. (laughs) Yeah. um, But we talk a lot about this and, and it really does work. Um, I actually, have made some small advances over time um, with some of my students just by taking two minutes um, here and there and making it a point to connect with those most challenging students 10 times, you know, just two Mm -hmm. minutes here and there. And it's amazing. And, And the point is like to connect with them about something that is not school related. Right. And yeah. And they, they're like really amazed what, the fact that um, I'm willing to listen to them talk about basketball or, um, you know, their favorite Mexican food, you know, since I'm a Spanish <laughs> teacher, they love food, um, <laughs> especially those, those high school boys, they will talk to me about food all day long. Um, or sometimes they want to ask me questions, which really surprises me. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's just really interesting. Uh, Linda or Jen, do you, do you either one of you have examples of like just conversations you've had with students that have helped connect you? Well, that's funny that you say that. Cause I was going to ask you what some conversation starters, you know, like some kind of things that you use, but, um, I know for me, I, I've been taking advantage of our, our principal encouraged us this year because we switched to block with kind of the way, um, you know, to kind of lessen exposures to students and all that. Um, and so he's encouraged us to take walks, which was great when it was nice out, but now we're, we don't have the luxury of going outside because it's below freezing. So, um, so we've been going around, there's like a loop that our hallways make. And so I've been trying to take those opportunities to talk to, especially those difficult students (laughs) in that time. And it's, and it's kind of a short block. So it's, there's like a definite end where nobody feels weird, like, all right, I'm done with this conversation now. But um, so that's been kind of like an interesting part, but I'm interested to hear what you guys have as like, what are some good questions to ask them or kind of topics? Uh, for me, the biggest thing is, uh, you know, food and music are the biggest connectors for my high schoolers. Um, and and it's kind of hard. I, I think I had shared this in the, the other episode that um, I was interviewed on, but um, being willing to hear about my students' music, I always am very firm with them that I, I do not want to hear anything that is like naughty music, <laughs> but um, I am very, I'm very open to me. Um, with songs that they've suggested and they love that I do that, that I've, I, what they like. Sorry, Sarah, you were breaking up for just a second there. I think you were saying that um, your students really enjoy enjoy listening to when you listen to the music that they like. Is that what you're saying? Yes, they very much enjoy that. They very much enjoy that. And I imagine that kind of sparks some conversation or just once again, just that even if I think one of the keys to the two by 10 is to not put a lot of hope that you're like going to have this amazing conversation, but just the fact that you're making an effort, the fact that you're noticing something about them or just asking a question, even if they don't really act like they want to talk back, just says a lot. It says that you see them as more than just a troublesome student. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's really fun when it comes back up because we write a lot of stories in my, in my Spanish class and we'll use little details from those, those conversations, um, that we've had in class. Like if I know someone's favorite food is lasagna, we'll talk about how that person's eating lasagna in the restaurant and they love when those details come back up. It just, it's really fun. fun. Yeah. That's awesome. These are great so far, Sarah. What's the next thing that you have for us? So um, a lot of what I do for these next tips is checking with other administrators and other teachers in the building to see if the issues are only happening in my class or if it's with other, um, if it's with other people too, Uh, because that's important to note. Like sometimes it could just be that that particular student and I don't have a great rapport or other times it's that there's a actual um, true behavior issue that needs to be addressed. And so I always make sure that I'm meeting with my administration um, and discussing big issues that are coming up. And I teach at a Christian school and my administration is so wonderful. They pray over these students with me um, and they brainstorm with me. They're, they're amazing. Um, Now, I know that Jen works at a public school, so that might not be uh, the opportunity that she has, um, but she could still meet with Christian teachers and pray over these kids, and she can still meet with her administration. I mean, Jen, how's your administration with, um, with giving you feedback about your students? They're really good about it, Um, and I think you know, I'm not at a large, I'm at a relatively small school, but overall, you know, they really are investing in those students and getting to know them and trying to build Mm -hmm. those relationships too. And so I think they just have often that insight that's beyond, you know, I only have them for one year, maybe two years tops if they repeat, you know, later on, but when they're able to see them year after year, these students, um, there's a lot of good insight. And I think from other teachers also, especially teachers that I know are believers, um, to be able to ask them that I know that they're not just, you know, some teachers can kind of have a negative outlook on every student. <laughs> um, yes. or, you know, they just are not excited about maybe teaching anymore. But those teachers that you know are still looking to be a witness and are still looking to reach out and be invested in these students' lives. Those are the teachers that I try and ask the the real questions of. Yeah. And I think that that's a great point. Like, look at who you're asking for the, the insight from. And also, I always check with the guidance counselor um, mm-hmm. to see if they're struggling somewhere else too. So, this just because those those are the people who are on the kids team and we want to find people who are on their team with us. So I think that's a great point. And also reaching out to those other teachers, you know, I may see something in my student in my advisory class, you know, and so then I was able to go and talk to that girl's English teacher and say, I'm looking and seeing this. So when you read the journals, make sure that you're looking for this also. And so then we're both kind of coming together to support that student, you know, that it's beyond just our subject matter, but really supporting their, their emotional development. Cause kids are going through a lot right now. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely are. And, and one of the things that I also have been really trying to do, especially with those difficult students um, is emailing the parents any little good thing 
that mm-hmm. I can, I can any, it, even if it's just like, Hey, they actually did their homework, you know, and I try not to use the word actually, but <laughs> you know, yeah. but you know, there is, there is one mom who, um, uh, you know, we honestly, at this point, I've emailed her so many times, both good and bad, that we are considering having coffee together because we've become friends. <laughs> um, but her son needs a lot of guidance and we have just, we've really connected this year. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good so, idea to remember to email positive things about their students and their, and what we're seeing, because I yeah. would imagine it's really tough to, as a parent to only be getting negative sometimes, depending on what your student is like. Absolutely. And, and they, they love those, those good feedback. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the man, the next one that I do with these difficult classes, oh, and it's a hard one. Um, And I have to be, I have to be so prayed up for this one. Um, But I always have an honest check-in with my students. Um, And this one is really hard, especially if um, I'm feeling particularly vulnerable. So this is why I said I have to be prayed up. But I asked them if things have been just horrible in class for like the last week or so, I asked them to reflect on what is going on. And I also think that it's important that they need to own if, if the reason it's been horrible is their fault. Um, and sometimes they'll actually own that. Um, cause I, I make sure that they say, or that, that when I'm giving them this reflection time, I say, I want you to think about how much of this is how I'm teaching and how much of this is how you're responding to what I'm teaching. Mm. Um, and that is really hard because I know that there's going to be times that I'm going to get feedback that makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> So, um, but I've also learned a lot about how to become a better teacher that way. Sarah, do you find you get like varied reasons? Like, is it sometimes you get feedback that's, that's hard. Sometimes they make realization, like, does it, does it just depend on the situation there? Yeah. I mean, I think some of it has been really insightful, like learning what, you know, when there are times that the kids just need to do more hands-on or that we need to like not use our Chromebooks as much or things like that. I think the hardest times for me are when they're just like, I don't care about school right now. Mm -hmm. And they're just apathetic and there's nothing I can do to change their apathy um, except pray and keep on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've done every engagement strategy to show them how much the work we're doing matters um, but if they don't care, then the only thing I can do is, is pray until they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. And hard. sometimes too, you see in a student, like I have a student who is going through a really rough time personally right now. And I can just see in her the inability to connect and, you know, and really just, you can see those, uh, you know, her, her Maslow hierarchy, like she's needing mm-hmm. to feel safe right now. And she's needing to feel some of those base needs and like, the math stuff is just not there. And, and she's a really good student, but it's sometimes it's just hard to see them in those, in those stages too, where like, it's maybe not boredom or just an apathy, but it's, they really just cannot connect. And, and I can see her grade going down just, you know, over these couple of weeks, because 
because of that, but there's nothing, you know, there's not a ton I can do aside from pray for her and, and help and support. But, you know, sometimes we see that in our students too. But, you know, when it's interesting, because on one hand, you guys are absolutely right. Sometimes there's not a lot you can do, but I feel like to you guys and to everyone listening, like never lose sight of what you're already doing, just showing Mm -hmm. up loving that student every day, providing that safe place and, you know, just continuing to teach and be there for them and, 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 and believe in them. And like, all of that is really powerful. And that's goes back to that in, delayed gratification where, you know, I think of certain yeah. students, you know, where it's like, I felt like I was just banging my head against the wall and it wasn't until a year or two later that you said, Oh, okay. Like that wasn't all in vain, you know? So we don't, <laughs> like, we don't always see it, but it's still, you know, God uses us sometimes when we don't even know it. And just, yeah, just, I think the consistency of showing up and loving and being there and be, you know, is, is huge and we never lose sight of that. So, mm-hmm. well, and <laughs> I think you that's so great, much. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, Jen. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, you know, it, it's, I like that you brought that out, Linda, because, you know, I guess in saying that, I realized that maybe my goal for her for the student was that her grades maintain, even though her life is out, out of control, but that's, you know, maybe it's just that reality check of like, that needs to not be my goal as her teacher, but to help her know that she's cared for and loved and that she's supported in that time. Like that really her grades are not the, you know, even two weeks of grades or three weeks of grades, that that's, that's not the ultimate factor in her life is, is that that part, but that, that she know that she's loved and cared for beyond that. So, yeah. So thanks for bringing that that out, Linda. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say that, that encouragement just is so, (laughs) it just, it touched my heart too, because it's really, it is just really hard sometimes to think like, um, I don't know. It just, that just, that encouragement meant a lot. So thank you. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, when, when I'm up, up against that apathy, um, probably the next thing that I do is I just get really specific in my prayers mm-hmm. and I start asking God for creative insights into how to be graceful and how to teach to what they need the most. Um, and I start looking for exactly what it is that they're longing for um, because it doesn't matter whether I'm teaching in Spanish or whether I'm teaching personal finance or, or sometimes I actually teach some, some pre-algebra too. Um, I always, I always think that there's something that's connecting to real life. And so, and God usually shows that, um, actually with the, the math light, um, Linda, your, um, you know, your dad does the teaching and he was talking one time about the details of the negative sign. And we were able to go into really in depth into my pre-algebra class about how important the little details are into life. And my students got so into that. (laughs) That's so cool. And yeah. And so, and that was just a creative insight that God had given me after I was praying for them. And so that was really special. And so just like Jen, just like you were talking about your student, um, those, those insights into their hearts. Mm -hmm. 
And I think too, kind of being open to that the Holy Spirit may choose to totally throw out a lesson plan that we have and put in a new one in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember there was one time where I had this, this was a different challenging class, but equally challenging. (laughs) And uh, I was walking up to the door. I can like see it in my head. And I just prayed, okay, God, give me the lesson. Cause this kind of went, it kind of flopped with the first two groups. And this group is my hardest one. And what are you going to have me do for this? And I came in and out of nowhere, I mean, obviously it's the Holy Spirit, but like I had this totally new lesson where I handed them a tape measure and I said, okay, break the room into three, three parts. And where would you put the walls? And um, we were talking about some geometry stuff, but it turned into this amazing lesson where like the two students that were my trouble or harder kids in that group, they were the ones leading the other students and getting them up and all right, let's get this figured out. And it was just so amazing to feel like, all right, God, that was a gift from you. And I think when we open up and we do do that specific prayer um, and are open to what God may have for us, that he can show up in these cool ways that we just were not prepared for at all. <laughs> that is that. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, and I just love the fact that you were talking about praying before you got the class. And, and that honestly is, I know that we've already mentioned prayer, but that this is another step that I mentioned here, praying before class, during class, mm. after class. Like if you're not like, if, if you're just struggling, like I'm just like leading myself into like prayer constantly during those moments. And just, just a couple weeks ago, I was being observed and I had to toss out my lesson plan. And I I told my principal as I was being observed, I was like, listen, this is not the lesson plan that I had planned, (laughs) Mm. but this is not what my class needs today. And it was so scary to do that during an observation, but I knew that wasn't what my class needed. Um, And, and he was like really excited about it. (laughs) So, and um, how did it go? uh, It went amazing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was really, it was really exciting. Um, It was all about, it was in Spanish about how, what truly is kindness because they were not being kind to each other (laughs) Mm. at all. Um, but that's what they needed that day. And so, yes, I love when, when we're praying and God brings something brand new to our minds. It's so exciting. <laughs> so. Um, that's awesome. These have been so great, Sarah. I know we're running a little short on time. So I'm um, really, these, these are just so helpful. Thank you so much for sharing this. And I think you have one more main thing that you're going to share with us. Yes. Yeah. The last thing, and I struggle with this, but it's so important is that we just need to separate ourselves from the way our students behave. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, it's hard. Tell us, but, share, share a little bit about that. Um, it's just uh, when I'm in the moment, I, I always have to remind myself that if they're goofing off, if they are not doing their homework, if they're you know, I work very hard on being an engaging, um, empowering educator that when my students aren't responding in that class, the way that, that I had intended them to, that it is a reflection of them in that moment and not myself. Mm, And I know mm -hmm. that because all my other classes respond so well to me (laughs) (laughs) and I have to remind myself of that. It's so hard. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. We can tend to take things like taking things personally is like natural, but it's almost mm-hmm. never helpful. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's such great advice to separate, yeah. you know, try to separate ourselves and not take things personally and realize, you know, we're not the reason, <laughs> you know, this this isn't out of personal affront, even though sometimes it, sometimes they're even almost trying to make it. But that's not really what it's about. Yeah, yeah. a bad class does not make us bad teachers. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. So many great things here. Um, I'm going to ask you both, um, do either, both of you, do you have any like final words of encouragement or help um, for teachers that are listening that are just dealing with that challenging class this year? We'll go Sarah first and then Jen. Um, You know, I just think of James chapter one and I, you know, it's hard to call students a trial sometimes, but they are. And the more, that we go through, the more mature and complete we're going to become as teachers. Yeah. Yeah. God okay. uses those tough things to, to refine us. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Jen, Jen, any um, final words? Yeah. I just was thinking of the verse, you know, as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another and just that there's sometimes in that sharpening that there's those sparks. Um, mm-hmm. But that as we continue on that we can help sharpen our students and, and they can help sharpen us and that we're both going to fail and we're both going to need grace in the situations. And we're both, we're all sinners. (laughs) Um, But that as, as we continue on and as we keep pursuing Christ, that um, it can be a blessing to us, even these difficult classes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. I told Sarah you were, uh, she was going to pray, but I'd actually love to pray over you guys and over the teachers that are listening. So let's take a second and do that. Father, thank you so much for Sarah, for Jen, for every teacher that cares enough about their students to listen to this podcast right now. And I pray that you will work in their hearts, work in their students' hearts, Father. Give them creativity, give them patience, give them endurance. And I pray that you will show the teachers, show Sarah, Jen, teachers, what you would have for them each day. And we pray that you'll do something special in their students' lives, whether we see it tomorrow or next week or or we don't ever get to see it. We pray that you will be at work now and in their futures, Father. And we just pray for patience, for endurance, for strength in this just crazy, crazy time, crazy situations that we're dealing with right now, Father. Thank you that you are good and that you use all things for good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Sarah and Jen, so much. We really appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening. Before we go, I want to invite you to our upcoming classroom management webinars. We're going to be having two free trainings next week. The first one is called Classroom Management Solutions. And if you're having trouble with a tough class and they're just really not listening, we're going to get some strategies there to help you to kind of um, regain some control, establish order, and to um, you know put together a class that's a little bit more focused, a little bit less disruptive. And then the second training is called Respectful, Responsible, and Engaged. This is also a free training. And in that, we're going to do just what the title suggests, help you um, implement strategies that will help your students be more respectful of each other and you, more responsible for their own learning, and more engaged in what you're doing. So we'd love to invite you to both of those free trainings. You can sign up for both of them at teachfortheheart.com slash trainings. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.